I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 51, page 403. Have mercy upon me, O God, after thy great goodness. According to the multitude of thy mercies, do away mine offenses. Wash me throughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and clear when thou shalt judge. Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me. But lo, thou requirest truth in the inward parts and shalt make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then shall I teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my help, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show thy praise. For thou desirest no sacrifice, else would I give it thee. But thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, shalt thou not despise. O be favorable and gracious unto Zion. 
Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon thine altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. See now and know, and seek in her open places if you can find a man. If there is anyone who executes judgment, who seeks the truth, and I will pardon her. Though they say, as the Lord lives, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, are not your eyes on the truth? You have stricken them, and they have not grieved. You have consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than rock. They have refused to return. Therefore I said, surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they do not know the way of the Lord, the judgment of their God. I will go to the great men and speak to them, for they have known the way of the Lord, the judgment of their God. But these have altogether broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Therefore a lion from the forest shall slay them, a wolf of the deserts shall destroy them, a leopard will watch over their cities. Everyone who goes out from there shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, their backslidings have increased. How shall I pardon you for this? Your children have forsaken me and sworn by those that are not gods. When I had fed them to the full, then they committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlots' houses. They were like well-fed, lusty stallions, everyone neighed after his neighbor's, neighbor, neighbor's wife. Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? And shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generation shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd verse of the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? You are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. 
My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, and because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. And he went away again beyond the Jordan, to the place where John was baptizing at first, and there he stayed. Then many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but all the things that John spoke about this man were true, and many believed in him there. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body 
and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. A couple of brief thoughts about our lessons tonight. We start in Psalm 51, which is where, we, as we mentioned last night, it is um, the response to Psalm 50. Psalm 50 is the uh, the Lord calling Israel to the carpet. He himself is going to um, both testify against from his own um, comprehensive perspective and then judge Israel. And Psalm 51 is in the you know in the in, in the Psalms a response to that. It is the a pen, the the most profound of the penitential Psalms. Um, and we miss sometimes, you know, praying it as a as an as a kind of personal penitential psalm. That it before it is that it it, it is also a kind of corporate penitential song, um, and uh, and that's why there's so much use of the you know first person plural in there, um, and, uh, and and then also you have this imagery of the altar at Jerusalem that is um, that that concludes the psalm. And so it's it's a it's a very beautifully um, and very complexly written poem because it moves between the individual, the corporate, and the um, and the kind of the whole you know span of humanity um, very deftly and in just a few verses, um, and it's a a kind of representative um, penance that is being made in it, um, and a representative act of penitence um, that will um, substantiate the sacrifices that are offered to God as the kind of um, forgiveness sacrifice, um, the, the the blood being let um, life for life on the altar of God. And so this is uh, both a penitential psalm, but it's also a song of kind of, of consecration as well. Uh, it admits that, um, again, like in our collect, we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves. And in um, being, um, you know, being cleaned, uh, cleansed by God of all ritual impurity and all moral guilt, um, you know, we are able to offer sacrifices um, with integrity, which is part of the human vocation is to uh, act as that kind of priestly uh, creature uh, in God's good world. Uh, and so as we, we look at Psalm 51, um, we have a, a, it's really a Psalm, not only of penitence, but of, of renewal of dedication. Um, and that's significant because, um, be, because when, when the, the worship of the people, uh, around the altar begins to diminish the ceremonial actions that take place on the altar are diminished as well. God will have the, the whole heart. Um, and they and the the sacrifices of the altar are, are meant to pierce down to the very core of the people that are offering them and to turn them toward God that he might have mercy on them and 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 provide for them 
And it's really the disparity between those things that, uh, you know, arouses the Lord's anger and sorrow uh, against Judah in Jeremiah five tonight. Um, we are, you know, we're, you know, the initial verses of this kind of like last night's uh, uh, passage uh, present us with a very frightening image. Uh, the initial verses of chapter five present us with uh, imagery that resonates with how the Lord um, regarded the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah um, before he went and visited them in the time of Abraham. We'll recall that conversation he had with Abraham, you know, and Abraham intercedes for uh, for Sodom and says, you know, if you can you find, you know, 20 innocent people there, you know, will you spare the city? And he says, if I find 20, I'll spare the city. And, he's, and he gets him down to about five. Then the Lord moves on his way to go and inspect and judge. And we know the fate of that city. Um, and in this case, you know, God is is going even further than that. He says, you know, can you find me even one uh, wandering the streets of Jerusalem? Um, that is faithful to me. Um, and and the implied thing, you know, you know, drawing from the imagery of Genesis is I would spare even for that one, but the, I, I, we're not going to find him. Um, this problem has become all pervasive. Um, and it, it presents us with that imagery of, of this place really truly is lost. Um, and sadly, the thing that prevented them from thinking that they were lost, one of the things was the very gift of being the temple city itself. And again, that presumption we've spoken of in the past of um, God isn't going to destroy his own temple because then he won't have anyone to worship him. Um, and that is a, a grave error that they're making. It's, a, it's an act of presumptuousness to say, you know, like that, that, you know, oh yeah, we're the ones who are, who are offering God all these sacrifices and who's going to give him the sacrifices if he takes us it takes out his own temple city. So he's got a vested interest in letting us do what we want so that we'll keep giving him all the things he wants. And, and this is a, a grave error. And God says, no, I'm perfectly willing to, to destroy this. And in another Psalm, he says, do you think that I'll, I drink the bull of the blood of goats? Do you think that I eat bulls flesh? He goes, all the things in the world are mine. He goes, if I'm hungry, if I were hungry, if I could be hungry, I wouldn't tell you. Um, be, I would just go and, and, and satisfy what I need. Um, but that is not what I have, what this is all about. Um, and the thing that, you know, the real reason for these things to exist is the very thing you've missed and only judgment can fall now so that we can take this thing back to the beginning again. Um, you need to be remade. You need to be rededicated as a people in this land. And that's going to require a time when this land lies fallow and the temple lies in ruins and you are in captivity. You are not in the land. Um, and you, we're going to bring you out of captivity again, as I did in the time of Exodus. Um, and that's going to have to be a reconstitution of this people. And so what we see between these two, of course, is that the posture of the psalmist in 51, the rededication, um, which has a kind of um, double meaning of rededication and renewal, um, is present there because the, 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 the personal, the corporate penitence is there. And so the sacrifices of the altar, once that penitence is in place, they have a they have a substance, they have a meaning there that God 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 honors. And in Jeremiah, we see the absence of that. Hence, the altar is about to be destroyed there. Then, of course, in John chapter ten tonight, we uh, we have um, a, the feast of dedication. Um, which is a commemoration of Hanukkah, the holiday we know we know it as, um, which is the feast of the rededication of the altar of God after the Maccabean revolt in the book of First Maccabees. And again, in this temple space with this dedication, we have um, the people and namely those leaders who should know the law of God. They're the ones leading the people into a corporate rejection of their Messiah right to his face. 
Um, and as they as he speaks and does miracles in their sight, they're going to pick up stones and and condemn him as, as a blasphemer. And later on, Jesus will say to them, you know, which of the prophets have you not killed? Um, everybody that is sent to you to to show you the way to life, you kill and destroy. How can this place not be judged? And that and we're we're heading we're mounting up to that here that moment in Jeremiah that awful sense of decreation is what's going to befall Jerusalem again here because of this rejection of the Messiah. Except now it's not for from what you know the people would see as a distant God who hides in the heavens and you know and they have to take care of themselves and they can just get away with what they need to. This time he's there among them and he is inspecting their streets, walking through them himself, and he is being re rejected to his face. And that is going to be a kind of rejection that um, that really has um, no subsequent version to it, because it is it is the, the the fullest form of that thing. But we're getting to see kind of how all these moments are connected, um, so that we can um, observe them, learn from them. Um, because as we pray, um, you know, as we pray morning and evening prayer every day, uh, we pray the, the many of the words of Psalm fifty-one because we want to be in the posture of that psalmist. We want our worship to to be meaningful. We want our, our the lifting up of our hands to not just be a mockery of God. And so we say, Lord, open my lips and my mouth will show your praise. And at the end, make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't deconsecrate this temple because it is the rightful home of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so every time we pray those words, we are rededicated as the temples of the Holy Spirit and as the altar of God and from the heart where the sacrifice of worship is continuously made. And that's what we pray. We pray that we continue to be a faithful temple. And that's largely the purpose of our prayer. A few thoughts for tonight. And we'll continue with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. And thanks to Jill and Robert, my co-leaders tonight. Hope you have a wonderful evening. We'll see you Friday. Thanks, Father Hayden. Good night, everybody.